you know, it was the only thing that got me through the week, to, <laughs> to be honest with you. Um, but as you can see, no iced coffee to be seen. I hoped for something, but it didn't happen. Now, I can hope and hope and hope all I like, but if Marty doesn't rock up on, on Sunday with an iced coffee, then I've hoped for nothing. It won't happen. Now, I want you to have a bit of a think. You don't have to shout it out loud, but can you think of a time when you've hoped for something and it didn't happen? Maybe it was hoping for a Christmas present that you didn't, didn't end up getting, hoping for something good that didn't happen. Well, Easter gives us hope that's real because it started with something that really happened. Now, on Good Friday, if you were here a couple of days ago, you would have seen that Jesus died and, and his body was put in a tomb. Um, he was dead and buried. People saw that. But then on Sunday, the women arrive and we heard in the reading, they find the stone rolled away. There's two angels there who tell them, Jesus isn't here. He's risen. He's alive. And they go back and they tell this to the disciples. And we'll just hit the pause button for a moment and think, if you were one of the disciples, how would you respond to that, do you think? You've, you've seen Jesus crucified two days ago, and that now people are telling you that Jesus' tomb is empty and there's angels out there telling, telling us that Jesus is risen. Do you, reckon you'd, do you reckon you'd believe them, or do you think you'd think that sounds a bit silly? Any thoughts? Who's, who's going, they believe them? Who's, who's going, this is silly? Yeah, I, 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 unfortunately, I think I'd probably think that as well. And that's what the disciples think, of course. They think this sounds like nonsense. This can't be true. But Peter, he's one of the disciples, and he's not so sure. Peter goes to the empty tomb to check, and he sees that, yes, it's empty. And then as we read, Jesus appears later to the disciples. He shows them his hands and his feet with the nail marks in them. And even then, they doubt it, because this is so incredible. Dead people don't come back to life. Jesus has to eat fish in front of them to, to prove that it's true, which sounds like a pretty good deal to me. Um, now, maybe when you hear that Jesus was raised back to life, you feel the same way that the, those disciples did. You think, it's nonsense. It's unbelievable. It can't have happened. But what if it's actually true? What if it's true? See, Luke, who writes this letter, he wants, wants us to see that the resurrection happened. Now, if Luke was trying to make all this up, if he was trying to make up a story that people would believe, I'll tell you one thing he wouldn't have done. He wouldn't have had women as those first witnesses. Because back in that day, women weren't trusted as being reliable witnesses. Um, it's weird, I know, I didn't set the rules, but that's, that's just the way things were back then. Something else, I reckon the disciples would have wanted to look a little bit less silly. I think if Luke was writing a story and trying to, trying to make up a resurrection story, the, the disciples would have just got around him and said, look, can you just... Can you just make us look a bit less silly in this? Make it, make it look like we believed it the whole time. And of course, the big reason to think that this is true is that the disciples who saw Jesus were changed from that day onwards. They went out, they were telling people that Jesus had risen from the dead. They risked their lives and, and many of them lost their lives in the process. Now we had April Fool's Day a couple of days ago. Who here played an April Fool's Day joke on someone? Anyone? Yep, a few, few of the little hands going up in the air. Anyone have an April Fool's Day joke played on them? Yep, a few of the bigger hands <laughs> going, going up in the air. That, that kind of makes sense. Now, fooling people is a bit of fun, isn't it? One, one day a year, fooling, fooling people is a bit of fun. But there's, there's a point where you draw the line 
isn't there? And I reckon when, you get, when you're getting persecuted and killed, that's probably the point where you, you start to draw the line. But the disciples, they knew this was true. They knew that they, they hadn't gone to the wrong tomb. They, the body hadn't been stolen. They hadn't just imagined it all. This was real. And so the best explanation for what happened that day, as extraordinary as it may sound, is that Jesus was actually raised from the dead. And so, unlike my iced coffee, Easter gives us the hope that's real because our Redeemer lives. And we're going to stand now and we're going to sing that to celebrate. How good is it that we can sing and celebrate that our Redeemer lives? I defy you to stand still during this song. I want to see a bit of movement. Okay, let's, let's uh, celebrate. My Lord has conquered the grave 
a tough act to follow. <laughs> okay. Uh, our next Bible reading is from Luke chapter 24, verse 44 to 53. He said to them, This is what I told you when, while I was still with you. Everything must be fulfilled that is written about me in my law of Moses. The prophets and Psalms. Then he opened their minds so that they could understand the scriptures. He told them, this is what is written. The Messiah will suffer from... The Messiah will suffer... And rise from the dead on the third day. And repentance and forgiveness of the sins of... Sins will be preached in his name to all nations. Beginning at Jerusalem, you, you are witnesses of these things. I am going to send you what my father had promised, but stay in the city until you have been clothed, clothed with power from on high. When he had led them out of the vicinity of Bethany, he lifted up his hands and blessed them. While he was blessing them, he left them and was taken up into heaven. Then they worshipped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy. And they stay continually at the temple, praising God. You know, I was giving Marty a bit of a hard time earlier for, for getting my iced coffee. Um, but I did a bit of research about the nutritional value of, of iced coffee. And, <laughs> I don't know if you knew this, it's actually, it's actually not that good for you. I've, I've found out it's got, it's got fats, it's got lots and lots and lots and lots of sugar, it's got caffeine, you're, you're not meant to have too much of that, apparently. It's got, it's got this stuff called vegetable gum in it, it sounds, sounds kind of healthy, I guess, and it's not great on your breath either, just, just quietly. So, so maybe it wasn't such a great thing to be hoping for, after all. Maybe that's happened to you when you've, you've hoped for something, but... It hasn't turned out to be as good as you thought it would. Maybe it was a movie that turned out to be a complete dud. A holiday that you were looking forward to, but you, you didn't enjoy it when, it when it happened. A Christmas present that wasn't all that great. Well, unlike those things, Easter gives us a hope that we know is good. See, the resurrection of Jesus, it wasn't just a real event. It was part of God's plan to do something really, really good to bring us back to him. Now we heard in the last reading that all of the Old Testament was pointing to the things that happened at Easter. So everything in the Old Testament was written to prepare us that Jesus was gonna come, he was gonna die for our sins, he was gonna get raised back to life and this awesomely good news was gonna get preached all around the world. Now, I don't know, have, have you ever wondered to yourself, did Jesus really need to rise again? Like surely Jesus dying for our sins was the most important part, right? Did, why did Jesus actually have to get raised again? Well, because Jesus was raised from the dead, it means he's beaten death. He's made a way for us to have life after death. So we can see how good God is to us because God made us in the very beginning to live for him, to, to enjoy being with him. That's what we were made for, to, to be God's people. And even though people turned away from God, God's plan all along was to make a way for us to come back to him, to have our sins forgiven, to have the hope of a new life with him, a good hope. 
a hope that will never disappoint us because it's what we were made for. I think there's a picture of a campsite up there somewhere. I don't know if it, who here has been on a camp or a holiday at some point this year? So who has slept in a bed that is not your own at some point this year? Fair, a fair few people, yep. Now, even when you've been on the best camp ever or the, the best holiday ever, there's something special about coming back to your own home, isn't there? Something special about sleeping in your own bed, being in your own home. You just feel safe and comfortable at home. And you know what? That gives us just the tiniest hint of the hope that Easter gives us. A hope that is good because it's part of God's good plan for us to be with him, which is exactly what we were made to be. And that is why in the life we live now and in the death that we know it comes one day, Christ is our big hope. And that is what we're going to sing about now. Sorry, I could have cued the song leader a bit better for that, but. <laughs> Sorry. Um, feel free to stand as we sing our next song. This one is a new song. Oh, sorry, do we want to stand? Um, it's a new song, so take time to reflect um, on the lyrics. Actually, I might get you to sit down so you don't feel awkward. Sorry about that. That was me. Um, so yeah, take, take the time to reflect um, on the lyrics of this song and feel free to join in uh, when, you, when you feel like you know it.
sorts of interesting questions. One of the questions that students often ask is, why do we sing? Why do we sing in church? And I say to them, well, it's the way of taking ice off our heart and that we can be authentic and those words can enter our heart. And that, thanks for bringing that to us. That was a really powerful song. And those words are so true. Our third reading comes from Peter, 1 Peter 1, 3 to 5. It's on, words should be on the screen. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, never spoil or fade. This inheritance is kept in heaven for every one of us who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. Praise be to God. Oh, good old Marty. <laughs> Got me that iced coffee after all. Well done. I never doubted you. Even when I said those things. Um, and you know what, nutritional information doesn't really matter if something tastes good, right? You just gotta, gotta go with your heart. But then I realized this iced coffee, no matter, no matter how real it is, and no matter how, how good it tastes, it's not gonna last, is it? Because it's made of ingredients that are perishable, so it's got an expiry date when it's gonna go off, which appears to be the 11th of April, 2021. And let's be honest, it's not gonna last that long. It's gonna last about three minutes from me getting down from this talk, <laughs> I reckon. Um, we know what it's like to hope in things that don't last, don't we? You know, holidays end, friendship groups change, um, and we don't live forever in this world either. But only Easter provides us with a hope that's forever, because it's a hope that goes beyond this lifetime. 
Now, we just read a couple of verses from the book of 1 Peter. It's written by the same Peter who ran to the empty tomb that morning. He's writing to Christians who are going through a pretty tough time, and he reminds them that because of Jesus' resurrection, they have new birth into a living hope. They have an inheritance that, unlike this iced coffee, can never perish, spoil, or fade. So no matter what struggles they face in life, and no matter what struggles we face in life, we have a hope that will last forever. So Easter gives us hope that's real, hope that's good, and hope that's forever. Now, if you're here this morning and all oh, this is a bit new for you, maybe you're, you're just here with family or, or you're, you're here because it's Easter, but you wouldn't normally go to church, uh, let me ask that question again that we started with this morning. What are you hoping for in life? What's your biggest hope in life? And does what you're hoping for compare with the hope that Easter brings? Is it as real? Is it as good? And is it as long-lasting as what Easter offers us? Because if it isn't, well, it's worth finding out more about the hope that Jesus offers us. We'd love you to keep coming back here each week because church is where we, we learn about and we celebrate this hope, not just on the Easter weekend, but every week of the year. And if you're someone who loves and follows Jesus, well, I wonder, is the resurrection of Jesus the thing that gives you the most hope? Is the hope of Easter the thing that gives you the most hope? Or are there other things that excite you more? Now, of course, it's not bad to hope for other things. God gives us lots and lots and lots of good things in life that he wants us to enjoy. But when you stop and think about it, when you think about what is it that gives me the most hope in life? Well, is it the hope that Easter brings us? Or is it being popular? Is it getting good grades? Is it the things we own? Is it work? Is it money? Is it our family? See, those are all really good things, but, and it's great if those things give us some hope and enjoyment. But I hope that it's Easter that gives you the most hope of anything. I hope that it's Easter that gives you the most hope in your heart. Now maybe, for whatever reason, you're, you're just feeling hopeless right now. Maybe the things that you've been hoping for, they, they haven't happened, or they just haven't been that good, or they haven't lasted. Well, Easter not only gives us hope, but it shows us that there's only one thing worth putting our hope in. It's not this iced coffee, I should probably have that in a different hand. There's only one thing worth putting our hope in, only one hope that is real, good, and forever. A hope that won't fail us, even if everything else does. And that's the living hope that God has given us by raising Jesus from the dead. The hope of the life with God that we were made to enjoy. Happy Easter, let me pray for us. Dear God, we thank you for this awesome news of Jesus being raised from the dead. Um, we pray that um, we, would, we would know how incredible this is, and yet, how true it is that, that you have made this real thing happen, that you have raised your son, that you have paved the way for us to have life with you. Thank you that we have a hope that is real, we have a hope that is good, and we have a hope that will last forever. Please help us to remember that, not just today, but every day of the year, that our hope would truly be in Jesus. Amen.
I feel like Chris up here. Just take off the mic. Sorry. <laughs> I hope that's not going to happen again. It will happen again. That was such a great segue, Mark. Um, but we now have a chance to sing of that living hope. This is a great song. Um, I think you'll all know this one, and so I, I want to hear you lift the roof. Let's stand. Mm-hmm.